again, I've referenced this before. Does this outfit make my ass look fat? You could say, maybe not the most flattering. I like you much better than this. Or, I really like your fat ass. Or, I just love <laughs> a fat ass. This podcast represents the opinions of our hosts and guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. This podcast also does not establish a standard of care, doctor-patient, or client relationship. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. And because each person is so unique, all listeners are encouraged to connect with counseling and medical professionals for assistance with their personal journey. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. Welcome to We're Not Fine. I'm Dr. Talia Jackson. And I'm Doug Jensen. We thank you for listening every week to our deep and thought-provoking conversations about relationships. Hi, Doug. Hello, Talia. Today is a special day. It is. In the We're Not Fine podcast. It is, you guys. It's our 50th episode anniversary. Five zero. Can you believe that we're so young yet we've recorded 50 episodes together? Um, well, yes. We um, feel, I feel like I've aged. I've aged. You know, it's very funny. Year. I almost forgot that there's 52 weeks in the year because I'm like, we've oh. done this a year, right? We've done this a year. And you're like, no, we have not. It I'd was say August. that's a year. It's close. And so we have to figure we, out like seasons as well we and what that, that means. Yeah. But yes, it's 50. Congratulations! Congratulations um, to you, and thank you, all of you, for listening. Especially what an exciting day. you. <laughs> um, I have a present for you. I have one, too. Mine's better. Is it? Okay, I bet it is. Okay, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Where is it? <laughs> Here it is. Am I scared? Is it an animal? What is this? What? Oh, are you serious? Um, we got some wine? Do we? Yeah, are we gonna drink it right now? Or have I oh, regifted a box? You've regifted because it's not heavy. You clever, clever. Oh, <laughs> okay. Merch. Guess what I got for the fiftieth anniversary of the We're Not Fine podcast? Oh, you got one too. Yes. I love. And it's also it's Pride weekend. You it guys. is Pride, and look at this. This is the Pride edition of WNF. And We're not fine. Merch. I mean. Have you always this. wanted merch? I'm going to wear mine. I could not be more pleased. I'm my just... gift to you is from my recent visit to Austin in the Spam Museum, where this lovely, lovely representative from the Spam, Muse, Spam Museum in Austin said, how many Austin, people... Austin, Minnesota. Austin, Minnesota, yes. I'm we sorry, not say. Austin, Texas. Let's... So this is a Spam necklace from a representative from the Spam Museum who said, how many people on your team? And I said, I don't know, seven, eight, because we've added and added people. We have. And there's Spam in here. I don't even know in what form it is, but I think it's just like one piece. You know what? I've never felt more special in my entire life. I'd like you to wear this. Whatever and, and love language this is, I'm in. I'm in. I think we are looking celebratory. <laughs> and look at your earrings. They're like fans of excitement. They are. Ding, ding, ding. I love them. I, don't, I didn't wear my earrings. That's too bad. Because I don't wear earrings. Okay. I could totally picture you with like one big diamond stud because that's what you are. <laughs> I'm a big diamond, diamond stud. stud. Okay. So. Are you feeling like we've done 50 or does it feel like yesterday? It feels both like yesterday and, and like, like 20 years. <laughs> you know what kind of weirds right? me out is that people talk about like a 10 year or 20 year podcast and we're barely one. Yeah. So bear with us. <laughs> we've got decades to go. 
We do. Yep. And we're mostly having the time of our lives. Mostly. There's been some bumps, but oh, we are yeah. now, we are now we're over super, some humps. We're s- bumps and humps and we're resilient. We have some crazy, crazy supportive people. We have a social media person. We have an editor. We have two AV guys who do our sound and cameras, which we're still working on a little bit. But yeah. Just a little bit. Um, little are you going to be like that the whole time? Am I, is this distracting? Yeah. I feel like I want you to commit. Um, I... Too legit to, to quit. You can step um, off the camera and then come back fully. I'm going to put this right here for now clothed. so that there's some reference to it because mm-hmm. I love this purple because we are actually recording this on Pride Sunday. We are. It's Cities. true. So I kind of want to wear purple to represent my, with my green dinosaur. I mean, it does look fabulous. I don't Thank you. disagree. Well, and look at all this rainbow color on here. And look at In all celebration of, of diversity. Spam, because I was feeling a little snackish. So maybe... <laughs> You just have to open it up and, like, start eating it. There's a tear here. It I puts it think, on. A... I think this is a very unique gift. I do. Although not as I'm unique as... I'm so glad you loved it. ...my merch gift. It, it is not. Although, if anybody wants merch, did you know that our website, we'renotfine.com, you can buy merch. And it was my first experience buying merch. You're the, my first recipient of merch. Oh, thank you. And so I got us matching t-shirts. I love from, that. You can just like click on, I don't know, is it like Spreadshop, something, something. There's a person with a sweatshirt on in our website. Yeah. And I think you click Click that on that. To the merch. And do you know that no. it's actually really soft? I feel like it's like really good quality. And I've been around and I've seen a t-shirt or two and you know some are kind of hard and scrapey and they don't cling oh, I, to I your so. curves and no, this that's one's right. really I agree like, with that. This one's working for me. I think it's looking great. You look fantastic in those colors and black. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So today yeah. in lieu of our in lieu is that in the right lay. way? In lay in lay of our anniversary <laughs> yeah. edition. Yeah. We are going to talk about anniversaries. Basically, we've got two mailbags of like deep, deep disappointment for anniversary gifts. Yep. And then we're going to pivot and we're going to talk about what do you do if you're disappointed? Like none of us are disappointment proof. We have to take care of ourselves and figure out how to best handle disappointment. And then the very last little part is... How to not suck at giving gifts. Like, how to be a better gift giver. Because some of us, me especially, if you're a seven in the Enneagram, I don't know, some are better than me. Some of us are just not that thoughtful, even though we're very loving and we love people so much. Some of us are like, oh, crap. The most important date in the history of the universe is in three days. Yeah. What do I do about it? So we're so going to help you. So it's interesting that. when you talk just generally about gift giving. So I actually pay attention to my kids and my best friends. That's awesome. Like I pay attention to everything they say and I make lists throughout the year and I start making purchases Wait, throughout the year. Damn it, Doug. What? You're stealing my thunder. That's literally number whatever. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. And I just learned that and I'm going to start doing it. It's really easy. So I, if I even have a new person in my life who I know where I'm going to be really, really close to, I start making a list. I'm rolling my eyes because it's like someone neurotypical being like, oh, it's so easy. Why don't you just <laughs> so, take this five-step 
you know, course to being a better person. I know. Yeah, I'm going to take this off. Thank you so much for these from the Spam Museum. Um, yes, thank you, I will Spam tell you, Museum. yes, I. but I also, like, I have a, a relatively new person in my life, and I just started writing down everything that he said he wanted to do in the future. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to make a big list. I can't even So I got a list. Who would ever think about that? I would. Oh, my God. Because it makes it easy. And, you know, my kids, as I probably referenced on an earlier podcast, my kids make lists probably in September or October. Of everything they want for Christmas because I do not want to get them. Too. Yeah, I know. I've got different sitches in my family. Yeah. We well, need like 20 alerts and alarms and verbal reminders and did you remember and like there needs to be a lot of action behind the scenes around an event. So when we get into anniversary gifts, yeah. same applies. We're going to talk about paying attention. We're gonna. All right. But let's get to our first of two mailbags. Mailbag. Yep. Number one. Yep. Um, this is Jacob, and Jacob. he's 25. Oh. And he's seeing one-year anniversary disappointment. One year? Um, yep, one year. So Jacob is dating a 21-year-old woman. It's been one year. He says, in the beginning, as it usually goes, it was great this was the first relationship where I was getting reciprocated for my efforts. She would randomly get me things I like, drop compliments, always wanted to talk and chat, and she was putting in a lot of effort. And I honestly had never received that before, so it finally made me feel like someone met my energy. That's a cute way to I love say that. It. Yep, I agree with that. Um, I started noticing a difference in her effort after the first time that we slept together. Ooh, okay. We didn't sleep together until our fourth month of dating, simply due to me, my ideals, and my sexuality. I thought her holding out for me was hopeful, but it took a turn for the worse. With that said, this past weekend, we had our one-year anniversary. I booked us a trip away for five-day retreat I paid for all the meals. I got her something she's been wanting for herself for months. I planned out the whole vacation. I wanted to make it special for us. Now, here's my issue. I'm not a greedy man. I don't ask for a lot. My main thing is consistency. Yeah. I've been the same since day one, and she's changed. Not only did I not receive even a card, but I didn't get a present of any kind. She said she was going to get me something, but when I handed her my present, I had to hide the pain in my heart that I knew I was Oof. getting nothing. This was several days before we actually went away. Okay. Mm. Now, I had hopes that things would change when we got away on the day of our anniversary. We went out to do some activities. She got dressed up went out for dinner, and then when we returned to our hotel, she ran into the bedroom and told me not to come in. I waited until she came out sporting a lingerie gown and outfit. Okay. I was stunned in a multitude of ways, and what she said next really stabbed me through the heart. Uh-oh. She looked at me dead in the eyes and said, Now, are you going to open your present? She said, Now, are you going to open your present? Like that. Can you say it again so I understand <laughs> the tenor of the comment? This was my present, apparently. 
her. She didn't spend a dime on me, didn't make me anything, didn't even hand me a card. As I said earlier, this was it. I've been playing it cool since we've gotten back home, but it's just been eating me up inside. I feel used, disregarded, unattractive, not appreciated. I don't even know what to say anymore, considering all she keeps talking about is our next adventure, and I'm just caught in my head on figuring out what to do. Can you give me some advice on my next move? I feel like a beaten dog right now. Oh, boy. I will tell you my first instinct is yeah. that I'm a little confused. Mm. Because when he said that like she dolled herself up in a sexy lingerie, I, I was like, I think that's the perfect gift for some people. I know. So his love language is not getting met is what I think. That's right. And, like, and he might not have the awareness to know yep. that his love language is gifts, maybe. And he had a very specific idea of how to feel loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it was it was a tangible thing for him. Yeah. Instead of for her, which... I, so I actually was like, oh, man, that's amazing. That's really like cute. I, I had an imme- immediate response of like... If, yeah, I, I, you know, I know, if it was a dude in some really sexy something and like came out and said, unwrap me, I'm, I'm like, that is my gift because I don't want tangible gifts. But I don't want more shit in my life. This right? is what's so complicated is this, this conversation is not yep. a one size fits all. It's not. Of course. It absolutely. is really kind of about love languages yep. and about expectations. So I feel like yep. for our guy, Jacob, yep. um, he had these expectations because of the effort that he put in. He did everything in his power to make her feel special. And he put in time, energy, effort, money, all of the things, because I think that's how he wanted to be treated. That was his, I think so, too. I mean, language. he kind of gave her what his love language is. And yet at the same time, I would say I thought that was very thoughtful of her. I found her, you know, she probably needed to buy the lingerie, by the way, Jacob. And I'm not that's trying to right. argue with you because... If that was not the gift that you wanted and you did not feel necessarily seen or heard or like right. that it hit the target, I get it. I was a little bit struck by the dramatic heartbroken comment yeah. or stabbed or something like that. Like, because I can imagine, Jacob, as we're talking about this, I can imagine that you're able to see, okay, I can see why that is a gift. It is a very personal gift. Like she's offering you her body, by the way, um, to probably unwrap. And I don't know where she was thinking that would go, but... Boy, if someone said, do anything to me you want, and you know, or I'll do anything to you you yeah. want, I just think there's a real nice gift in that. Yeah. So I kind of love it. It's very romantic to me. Unless for him, yeah. he feels like that was bare minimum effort and something he would have gotten anyway, and it doesn't show deeply thought out, yeah, intentional. I agree with that. There's another piece to this, and I, I could have uh, misunderstood this, but I don't think I did. He said something about they had sex on their fourth month, and then something changed. Yeah, she would like she was putting in less effort. Yeah. Or, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting thing to me mm-hmm. that he was maybe also connecting and associating sex to something that wasn't great in their relationship. So maybe her oh. dressing up and being sexual in this particular context was and not as meaningful because it wasn't like this hot, steamy, mm-hmm. BDSM, bondage, discipline, sadomasochistic um, type of experience, like whatever they're, they're into, right? Um, and if there was a fetish or if there was a kink or if there was something that they were into... Maybe and it was a really great it negative association. I think there's a negative association there. And so I would say, Jacob, of course, I'm going to tell you what I would tell anybody in this situation. Of course, it's going to be important for you to let her know how you feel. Let her know what your experience is. 
I think in the future, having some clear expectations on what it is that means something to you and what doesn't. However, I would be very, very careful not to criticize her effort yes. because I found that really, I, I, I actually was very struck again. I had just a moment like, oh, there it is. What an amazing gift. Right. Like better than a, uh, whatever he gave her. I don't remember what it was, a vase or something. I don't uh, the whole trip, I think. Oh, well, I, I got you. Okay, I, he... I got you. I know. So I was also, I also thinking. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't know her financial situation. Right. Because there's another piece of this. Like, I think to expect something to cost money, um, I'm assuming based on how you describe her, she's 21, though. Uh, 21 is a tough time to have a great deal of cash. So you're just getting your career. You might just have graduated from college. So I don't know the circumstances financially either. Right. I just think we have to be very careful. And I, I will tell you at my age, again, I don't want something. I want something like intangible. I would love a trip. I would love all of those things. I don't want more stuff. But this is also love language. Yes, specific. That, that is correct. So I agree. I am thinking, you know, Doug, you're 100% right. No matter how you decide to talk to her about your disappointment, I would very much recommend that you go into it owning. Yeah. I didn't realize that I had set these expectations and I found myself so disappointed, not because you didn't give me something beautiful, but because it just didn't match this picture I had in my head. So I'm owning that disappointment. And what I realized is that I really do need to be handed something. I don't care how much it costs, but I need to be shown some sort of effort. Yeah. Um. He did also say that she used to show a lot more effort and give him thoughtful gifts. So maybe it's also just yeah, noticing I, the decline. Yeah, there might the be effort. a specific change in those behaviors. I want to say something, Jacob, as well. And, you know, I oftentimes when I work with my clients, I give them scripts. You know, and I, I think it's really important to have something kind of pre- organized in your head and in your circumstance to be able to say something to her. And I think it might look a little bit like, so I kind of want to talk about gifts. By the way, I'm going to stop and go back a little bit. Jacob, I think one of the things that you need to do is talk about that change that you noticed after you started having yeah, sex. That's important. Like, I think, I think you kind of check it out and you say, so I just want to check in with you. It feels like something changed. I don't want to be paranoid. I don't know if that's true or not, but has something changed since we had sex? Was it not what you wanted it to be? Was it good? Was it what? So have an honest dialogue about what your sexual relationship with is, which I recognize is tough for people, especially at a young age when you don't know yourself or your body maybe, or mm -hmm. you haven't explored a lot sexually. It can be hard to do. But I think there's a part, Jacob, where I would absolutely encourage you to address that issue first because mm -hmm. I think that's connected again to her gift of sex, which I think is a gift of sex. But let's go to scripts for a second. So I would say, absolutely, I would say, so let's, you know, and, and when you're you two are in a good place and you're not, you know, struggling and you're not bringing it out in anger or intensity, if you can say, so I kind of want to talk about the gifts we gave each other. And I would say, and talk about love languages. Mm -hmm. So what means something to me is that you have put some thought into getting me something. You get to say that. Gifts are a love language. Yeah. Um, and she could say, you know what? I honestly thought just giving of myself, given that our, and she might be, by the way, thinking because our sex life has not been great, I wanted to spice it up a little bit with some sexy lingerie. Like, I think that's, I, I got to tell you, I feel like that's in here somewhere. I think it was a really nice effort. So I might say, check it out. Make sure you don't misunderstand what's going on. Try not to feel stabbed until you kind of know what the underlying reasons for the decision making are. Because I think it's really important to understand where she's coming from and to, to make assumptions that she wasn't thoughtful, to make assumptions that it wasn't important, to make assumptions that it was kind of a minimal effort, I, I don't think would be accurate. Right. So to show up kind of owning that the disappointments are yours and that maybe you weren't explicit right enough. i totally agree jacob 
Thank, but honestly, no shame. I'm so grateful. Thank you yep. for writing in. And I completely get it. And this is just a different way of looking at it to hopefully have a conversation that she can hear you and meet your needs rather than you assuming that it's over and she is really phoning it in. So, you know, and the only other thing I would say again, you are young and this is the first anniversary. So a great opportunity to just kind of set again, some clarity on all of that. But there's something, you know, I, I, and like Talia just said about like, you know, getting rid of your shame and having an honest conversation about those feelings. That's part of working through this. Like you have to take a moment and think, what do I feel about this? What's going on with this for me? So I applaud right. you for that. I think that's good work, Jason, J- Jacob, Jason, Jacob. Um, anyway, Big J. It's Jacob. Yeah, it is. Talia, we have a second mailbag Ooh. similar to the same thing. And Except so, coming from a different perspective. Coming from a little different angle. The so, disappointer and not the disappointee. My boyfriend, I'm going to call him Chip, who is 22. <laughs> disappointment from the one-year anniversary gift oh. from Dahlia, also I'm going to say. Also a one-year anniversary. So the boyfriend was disappointed with, and by the way, Chip and Dahlia comes from Chip and Dale the Chipmunks. I just kind of made those up. Oh, Chippendale the Chipmunks, not Chippendale the Naked Strippers. Got it. Oh. Oh, never thought of that. Can I just say, I just want to reference something. One of my clients was so sweet about Pride that she brought me um, and gave me a gift of an original Chippendale cup. Okay, that's adorable. It was adorable. It is sitting in my cupboard at home. And every once in a while, one of my guests will be using it. I'm like, you know, there's a bikini mail on that. (laughs) I loved it. Thank you. And I'm sure you're watching or listening. So thank you for that. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. It was adorable. Yeah, it is. Right? It had little hearts on it of different colors, kind of rainbow colors. So anyway, my boyfriend and I's first year anniversary is coming up soon. I gave him a gift, a watch that he showed me about a month ago. And the specific one he showed me was not battery based or their movement wasn't quartz. I forgot that detail about the watches he showed me, and I ended up buying one that was a battery-based watch, but still a nice-looking one that I got his full name engraved on the back. I ended up telling him about it because he was he was showing me what shoes he was going to buy me. The one that I ended up buying was not necessarily the one he wanted, so he looked a little disappointed when he found out it was battery-based, and at the time of buying it, I wasn't mm-hmm. aware that it was battery-based. We're saying battery-based a lot in this particular mail. <laughs> I felt bad that he wouldn't like it as much, and I was really excited to give him this gift. Mm. I ended up getting upset and crying. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Then he told me he didn't want the gift. <gasps> oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so- oh. <laughs> I said that wrong. Oh. Then he told me he didn't not want the gift. That's oh, a double, okay. double negative. Okay. And he was sorry if he looked disappointed in the choice of the watch. My my Aww. my mistake. And he ended up and he ended the call. He tried calling back. I picked up a second time he called, and I apologized for getting him upset. I still feel like he shouldn't have shown that he was disappointed in the watch being battery, as it's still an expensive watch, as it's a gift, and I did put some thought into it, like getting his full name engraved on the back. Should I not have been emotional and cried over this in front of him? There's a clear answer to that. Of course you should express your feelings. Feel what you feel. Or should he not have been asking for specifics over a gift that I chose to buy and put some thought into? Goodness sakes alive. But also, he was disappointed, but I don't think he tried to show his disappointment. I think he just couldn't hide 
his disappointment. I don't think he was trying to make her feel bad. But also, it's really what a sad situation. I mean... Well, have you ever, like, opened a gift, right? And you're like, oh. Like, it wasn't what you thought it was. Like, a We're Not Fine t-shirt. I was so excited to get. Are you effing kidding me right now? Just kidding. I love it. But also, like, I am the... Maybe this is what's different. I... Don't really expect anyone to get me a great gift that I'm going to love. Oh, that's interesting. Like, I get myself what I really want. And if somebody nails it, they nail it. Okay. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so wonderful. It's so thoughtful. I can't believe. But it's like, I don't know. My experience, for the most part, is like, oh, thanks. But, like. It's in. Well, that's interesting to me. Like, I have absolutely, probably in childhood more. Like for Father's Day, I got my favorite <laughs> skincare item from Aesop. Um, yeah. This amazing serum. But did you ask for it? I have. So I got it once from yeah. my older daughter in LA. And, and that she was said, a home is, run. It was a freaking yeah. home run. Yeah. Like I literally put this parsley seed. I'm endorsing a product. I apologize. Um, this parsley seed serum. I put it on my face. I'm like, oh my God, the smell is great. The yeah. text, the, the, moisturizing component is nice. The The liquid feel is absolutely right on. So I got two of them for my Father's Day gift. And I cannot wait uh, to travel with them and whatnot. So it's a home run. My kids yeah. know exactly because we're really good in my family of saying, this is exactly what I want. Yes, me right? too. I That's know. what I started yep. doing is t- saying exactly what I want so that I get exactly what I want. Because I don't know. I'm not that thoughtful of a gift giver usually. I'm definitely thoughtful. Be, but I love your ideas that we're going to get to. I'm learning a lot about it. I sort of yeah. am just like flying by the seat of my pants. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, three days. I've got to like figure something out. But um, this took seven days. I was seven days ahead in this shirt that oh, I got you. Thank, thank you so you. much. Really nice work. But I feel like getting a home run is pretty rare. Well, and let me point out that if my kids had gotten me a different serum. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this Not sounds so weirdly seed. pretentious. But, but not the Aesop. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say the name. Shmaesop. Um, Shmaesop parsley right. seed, schmarsley seed. Um, if they had not gotten me the one and they got me some other brand of serum for skincare, I would be like, okay, I don't know that I want this because I'm very particular about what I put on my but face. But what would you not say? Not that it shows, but I would probably say, okay, so I don't know that I like this product. No, you would not. I would. I would never I would. do that. My kids are adults, 21 and 34. I so still, I would never do it. I would. Um, I remember, yeah, and (laughs) their mother and I can be really honest with each other, too. And, you know, we might secretly say, if you don't like it, just go ahead and return it. I'll help you or whatever. I do appreciate when people Absolutely. I think it's good. I'm very particular about what I want in my life at this Uh point. I don't want a lot. I'm very particular about what I put on my face. Um, And so I think there's an element here of, like, if you're clear on what the thing is. So here's the deal. And this is what I would say about this particular mail bag is that... um, Dahlia, Chip was very clear with you on which watch he wanted. And I couldn't quite figure out quartz and battery and all that sort of thing. Like if he showed you the specific watch, was this the same watch in a battery form? I'm not even sure. Because there is a small part of me that thinks maybe you did get the wrong item. And so it's okay to say, oh my God, I realize now I got the battery operated 
non-courts option or whatever it is, I honestly don't right. know. Or I didn't be. register when you were telling me that there were two different kinds. Like, I'm so sorry. Let me find out if I can... Return, and, Return. or exchange. And I'll tell you very honestly, that's that would be my response if I were in your shoes. I'd be like, and I'm not telling you not to have your feelings as they were. I can yeah. I can tell that there's something maybe in the dynamic with the two of you where... You know, you didn't want to disappoint him. Tears are absolutely fine. You can yeah. cry as much as you want. It's your party and you can cry if you want to. That's right. So that's an old song probably before your time. Cindy Lauper. It's my party. No, and it's I'll not cry that. if I want to. I don't think that's Cindy Lauper. Of course it is. No, it's not. You guys. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like Connie Francis or something. That's not even a person. We're going to look this up while we have this It podcast. is a literally Cindy Lauper. I was roller skating. Girls just want to have fun. Is that what you're thinking about? Oh, God damn it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like Connie Francis. Yeah, anyway, so what I would say about this is there's nothing wrong with your experience and your, your uh, you know, emotions about this. But I would also say that it, it may be important to just kind of really say, because honestly, if it was me, I would probably say, oh, my God, I totally missed the boat. Let's take it back, get the one you want. And if the person that I gave it to said, no, 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 no. I'd be like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Because I'm kind of past that time in my life where it's uh, taking care of other people um, or, or not getting what you want. Like, I don't see any point to living that way. Like, you sh he should get what he wants. And so I do think he should take the watch back, by the way. But it's okay to be disappointed and to talk about those feelings. Like, of course, we encourage feelings expression in whatever way it takes. So when you ask that question, like, should I not cry? Should I not have been disappointed? Yeah. Of course you can. Of course you should. You should be honest. This is, by the way, just pushing this forward in your relationship. This is about how you two communicate during these difficult things. You really want to be able to talk about anything and everything in this relationship. And so communication mm -hmm. becomes key to say, I'm sorry, you know, I, I, I'm sorry I didn't get the right one. I'm getting a little teary about this. I'm a little overwhelmed. I, right. I'm disappointed I'm so that I disappointed disappoint you. Absolutely. You. And then he can say, I totally understand. Yeah. And I would hope that he's able to say, can we return it for the one that I really want? Because I'd feel better wearing the watch that I really want. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Even my uh, Hermes uh, Apple Watch. Like, I wanted the specific watch, right? I bet you did. I did. And my serum and all those my sorts of things. My Trader Joe's. <laughs> Apple Watch. Just Your battery-operated Trader Joe's. I'm, that's not... I, I it's have, not a thing. I, but I don't buy a lot anymore. I like what I like. And so I buy right. what I really want that's at this fair. point in my life. Which is not why you need to be explicit when you're asking for something. I am a totally explicit person. By the way, this was a gift for my birthday, I think, from my kids. Nailed yeah. it. I know! This is a perfect segue into the next part of this episode, is which is... You're disappointed. Now, what do you do with that? Yeah. Like, how do you handle disappointment? Because sometimes you're just disappointed. Yep, that's fair. So, number one, this is also this little cute thing that I um, I printed off. It's from Psychology Today, which I actually find a lot of really juicy, good stuff on there. It's a really good resource for people. No one's sponsoring me, but it's where I turn to to huh. find some stuff sometimes i don't that doesn't surprise me because you've never even heard a podcast <laughs> like i feel like you're you know what not looking podcast? for resources outside so number one allow your feelings yeah. meaning yeah. of course feel your feelings don't ask yourself should i or shouldn't i be disappointed if you're disappointed you're disappointed correct own it yeah. you can ask yourself Am I disappointed at a 10 
when this might be a two crime, like yeah. 10 out of 10, yep. when the actual offense is just like a one or a two or a three. But don't stuff it down. Just sit in it. Absolutely. And, you know, that's the feeling part of yeah. this. And then there's the more need part of this. That's right. So thoughts and feelings, wants and needs, I see those as two kind of separate categories. So it's really important to identify what your feelings are. It's really important to express those clearly and honestly. But it's also equally important to figure out, like, what do I really need from this? What would I have needed different? What would I what would I want differently about this circumstance? And wants and needs are kind of a tricky thing because That's I think right. there's a lot of things that we we do need, like food and shelter and water and safety and all those sorts of things. And yet Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But I also think that it, on, the, on the same token, there's a lot of things that we might want. I want this watch. I want the specific serum that I put on my face. So I think at the end of the day, it's important to identify the difference between wants and needs. But in this situation, I'm going to say that a watch is one of those things. I'm going to go back to the specific example. A watch is one of those things that you do. I wear mine every day. And so I want the watch that I want. That's right. And so, you know, in terms of the need thing, like examine what it is you need. And I would say be very clear on that. It goes back to communication. It is okay to have wants and needs. And it's okay in a relationship to get what you want and need from it. That's right. You don't always get it. The person may be unable to give it. The, the person may be unwilling to give it. But all you can do is ask and then kind of navigate, like, is this a deal breaker for me? Like, can this person not give me what I need? And now we're generalizing not just to gifts, but we're also talking about the other things in a relationship, like empathy, empathy, physical satisfaction, yeah. you know, all of those things that we talk about regularly. It's really an important thing to decide, like, what can I tolerate? What That's is right. my okay level of, like, you know, accepting crucial, this? Crucial, i Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next piece is take care of yourself. So if you kind of feel like you're somebody who maybe walks around in the world feeling like a half of a whole, desperately wanting somebody to meet all of these needs that you're not even aware of, yeah. or expecting your partner to be maybe be all things to you and a mind reader and and a mind reader yeah. right is there a way that you can think about some of these needs if it's just like a biking partner or someone to go and try delicious food with see these movies with or i don't know travel whatever it is that you feel like i need partnership in this specific way or i need comfort or i need support like of course you need all of those things from your partner but yeah. Is there a way that you could start filling up that empty bucket from within first? Yeah. Like, can you learn how to comfort yourself, yeah. self-soothe, take a warm bath, like read, calm your nervous system down? Yeah. Can you maybe reach out to some friends that you have or a parent or a family, whatever? Can you reach out to somebody who you already know might be into the same things that you're into? So maybe your partner will never do a yoga class with you. Yep. And that is a really great disappointment. But can you maybe find someone else who would love to? And can that scratch that itch a little bit? And I want to talk a little bit more about the emotional part of that, too. Like when you are feeling betrayal or you're feeling fear or you're feeling uncertainty or you're feeling anxiety about like what to do next with this particular situation. It's really important to take care of yourself. You know, betrayal is a tough one. Like when you have a chronic experience of betrayal over and over and over, it's really tough. Like for me, you know, all of my uh, pain kind of sits in my my abdomen area. I don't eat well. I don't eat much at all. I lose some weight if I'm really, really stressed out about something uh, interpersonally in my life. 
And what I have to remember is I have to go for walks. I have to do the treadmill. I have to lift weights. Mm. I have to do everything I can to stay in my routine to take good care of myself. I may not have an appetite, but as Talia just had me eat some sushi before this appointment. I did. I just um, shove it in your face. You kind of did shove it in my face, but I liked it. I wasn't it. like, it was kind of tough love. It was tough love. Like, I'm you like, are going to eat this. I do that to my little one and he hates it. I'm not a little one. So yeah. I kind of like it. I, I kind of like I'm that dynamic between force us. Force feeding you like a foie gras. And I might say, you know, well, and let me tell you, I mean, having people around you that love you and care about you and nurture you like yourself to me and vice versa. Yep. Happy 50th. Happy 50th. Um, I would say that without question, you know, that's the, that's the important part of it. That, that emotional part is more difficult, I think, because Mm -hmm. it's really hard when you have that gut pain, um, that goes on for you like how to manage that. And I will always tell people, I always, I always tell people, you know, in terms of taking care of yourself, if you're having pain, if you're feeling like, you know, you haven't been able to resolve it and express uh, what it is you want to need and your thoughts and feelings effectively and the person hasn't responded, which I'm going to get into next. Um, I would say that I always tell people like lay on the bed, feel where that discomfort is, feel where that pain is and know that it will eventually go away. It will not sustain. There's no way to experience that sort of grief, loss, mm-hmm pain, discomfort, anxiety, anger, whatever the rage. Um, Let it be a wave that washes over you because if you do stuff it down or deny it or push it away, it gets stuck in your nervous system. Like you have to move through. It gets stuck in your nervous system. I would also say that, again, the long-term ramifications of that stress are not good in any way, shape, or form. We want our bodies to be as calm as they can to fight off illness, to fight off, you know, uh, some of the depressiveness and anxiety that can uh, emerge from a mental health point of view. So it kind of brings up the next, you know, recommendation on how to manage some of this betrayal or disappointment, and that's to decide whether to speak up. You know, I've been in situations, I think most of us have, where we like let somebody know what we're thinking and they get defensive or angry or blame us or they can't accept that because they feel shame that they made us feel that way. I think that's the, the majority of times what I think people feel. And I always tell people, you know, if they, there's a defensive you know, response to something, know that that comes from a place, again, of shame or hurt or whatever it is. And that person does not have the skills yet to be able to say what that felt like to them. Like a great response would be to say, you know, I'm so sorry I disappointed you. Let's figure out what to do with this. This is what this was my decision making about that watch. I'm going to go back to that. Um, I think I made an error. So let's let's fix it Mm -hmm. like a calm sort of responsive element would be really, really great. Um, But there are times and I have encountered these people as well, like people just cannot resolve that. They're so stuck in their own defensiveness or, you know, history of being shown uh, ways that, you know, were not effective in terms of communication and maybe just can't do it. And you have to decide, like, how many times are you willing to put yourself out there? And at what point do you just say, this is not working? That's right. This is not either a good partner for me. This is not a good friend for me. This is, you know, not something that works. And I think we all have to make those decisions because living with this sort of chronic, and I have so many people who have chronic family or friend situations that are always kind of rotten. Like, there's just no trust. People walk on eggshells around those people, you know, because they haven't gotten the response that they need. And I really strongly encourage people is that the best person to have in your life? There's a lot of people for everybody. Um, and it's okay to walk away from a situation that is chronically and pervasively an issue. That's it's right. tough, though, to make that decision. It really is. And yeah. I think about just, you know, expectations in yeah. general. Just, yeah. you know, it's important to also pay attention to your expectations. Like, on the one hand, 
if there is someone that is in a chronic state of <laughs> just always disappointing you. Like I'm doing right now. <laughs> always turning the page prematurely all of this. Um, that if it's someone that's always disappointing you, then maybe you need to pay attention to what is it about you that you keep on hoping for a different response this time. I know. That's so sad. It's like, like, you know, there's that proverbial sort of like, what is the meaning of or the definition of insanity when right. you keep, you know, hoping for a different expectation by trying the same thing over and over. That's right. Not a great effective strategy. But on the other hand, like looking at your own expectations, are my expectations even reasonable? Am I expecting something from a person that maybe like just had a recent loss or just had a baby or is totally overwhelmed or is not sleeping oh. and has very low reserves of coping and when, patience. When your co-host tries to turn twitch, the page. Twitch. That's right. Stop trying to turn the page all I'm the ready time. to turn the page, oh, sister. This. Yeah, that's that, you know, that's it. Examine your expectations. How much of it is you, maybe your expectations are too high and in that case, own your expectations. Just like Chip needs to own Chip that he Dale, was yeah. expecting something very certain, very specific, yeah. yep. as was Jacob. Yeah, and they I agree need with that. to own that. And then think about how you can approach that with somebody that you love in a way that is not offensive or incredibly reactive or. It, because, yes, you can absolutely be disappointed, but if the way that you express disappointment is by shaming someone, then you are probably not going to get your needs met. Hey, hey, I turned the page. You needed control of the paper? I'll hold that for you. Okay, that's great. Um, the only thing I want to say, like, I'm, I'm kind of a stickler on not accepting mediocrity in our lives. I think we should have high expectations, especially if you're capable of providing them. So I think if you're always kind of excelling in the, I'm going to say gift giving category, and that person always falls short, mm -hmm. I would say that the relationship needs some balance at some point. Like hopefully that person does something really, really great that you don't, or you find that medi medium place where I would not encourage you to constantly be disappointed. It just doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So expectations are tricky because I think people should have high standards, high expectations on themselves and others. I think it's the best way to live. If they're so, reasonable. I think yeah, this might yeah. be where the two of us with your very strong eight and my seven, like Enneagram. Enneagram references, like, is that what you're doing? the challenger versus the enthusiast. So like authenticity at all costs from Doug, harmony at all costs from me, right? That actually almost makes me spit out my drink. Right. And which like healthy us were yep. meeting in the middle. But I feel like I want healthy you would meet at Harmony a little bit. It could not hurt like someone's feelings. Like when you feelings. decided you did not want to turn this and then I let you take control of the turning of the that. page. That's right. Yep. That was compromise. Mm, I know. I'm pretty good at They're it. They're so good. But the idea is, is that maybe I don't have as high expectations because I'm afraid of being disappointed and then having to have a hard conversation, right? Which I'm working on. But then you, yes, you are. don't care maybe as much if you hurt someone's feelings because your needs are your needs. And I am what I am. And I have to be authentic. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. That's right.
Um, this is what I would say about that. I, I, I'm not callous about like hurting other people's feelings, but I believe in direct and authentic and honest and transparent communication always. Right. There's always a nice way of saying something. That's right. I do believe in that. I believe there's I know, always, always. Okay. I believe Respectful almost regarding. always. I would say always, always, always. Yeah. I can come up with some example. Like, again, I've referenced this before. Does this outfit make my ass look fat? You could say maybe not the most flattering. I like you much better than this. Or I really like your fat ass. Or I just love <laughs> a fat ass. And and that is probably not the answer that person is looking for. Depends on the person. Their fat ass. So. The last part, which is also a little tricky and kind of brings up some sadness for me, because sometimes when you, you know, repeatedly kind of let people know that you're disappointed or you feel betrayed or you feel like you're not getting what you need in a situation, even like as simple as gift giving. Like, again, if you let her know um, the guy, you know, with the lingerie, if you let them know or the guy with the watch, like if you let them know, so I'm good with this I and I we can return this. But, you know, it is a learning opportunity. But if. <laughs> If Dahlia keeps getting the wrong watch or the wrong whatever or the wrong whatever. Then maybe um, she has ADHD, point, Doug. I was going to say um, that excuse of ADHD gets really tiring. I'm Do kidding. You mean I'm so kidding. Explanation? Uh-huh. Okay, explanation. Okay. Gonna... Um, so here's the deal. It is funny. I work with a couple where there's some ADHD going on, and he literally gets to the store to buy her gift, which his wife's gift, which is specific. Like she will be like, this is exactly the cologne that I want. And he will pick the wrong one every time. Um, so, okay, that, okay, I don't know what to say about that. Either he actually secretly hates her. No. His ADHD meds were off. Yes. All right. Common. Well, it's not common. Off. It is common. But here's the deal. Like, but then write you know, it down for yourself, people. Right? Well, aren't you Miss ADHD coaching? Well, I'm That learning. is the deal, right? You live and you learn. I know. You live and you learn. So here's the deal about this, though. I'm going to talk about boundaries. Like, at some point, if there's a chronic, you know, and repeated and recurrent situation where you're disappointed or you feel betrayed, I 100% encourage you to consider setting some boundaries. And unfortunately, that boundary might range from not having expectations in the same way, deciding not to do gifts because it's disappointing each time, or it might be leaving the relationship, or it might be, you know, setting, and I, I'm not a big ultimatum person because I think it's really threatening for people to do that. Oftentimes, if that person is a recurrent violator of your wants and needs, I think that person is very unlikely to take an ultimatum well. But I think being clear on that and at some point deciding this friendship, this relationship is not working for me because yeah. I am chronically disappointed and recurrently disappointed, it might be time to set a boundary and either put that person in a different category. You know, I always tell people I've got this uh, circle that I always give. And I always tell people like there's an inner circle here. So if you're in my circle, which you are, there's a hundred percent trust. There is so much unconditional love and regard and support that kind of builds into that. And then if you're outside of that circle, that's a tougher place for me. I don't do that well outside of my circle because I have tremendous people in my circle. After all of these years, I've developed these amazingly trusting relationships. I just had this conversation with a friend and I said, you're not in my circle anymore because of such repeated disappointment. And so while that can come off as really hurtful, it's an opportunity to, you know, let somebody know how you're experiencing the relationship. And that's a boundary. It's a boundary. It's and not supposed to be right. friendly. It's not. And and yet it's about asking for what you need. And that's right. I, you know, who knows? People respond different ways to that. So that boundary is really important to present as well and to be very clear on what it is that you're talking about, what it is you that's need right. different, going back to everything we talked about. But also 
being very clear, having done the work to find out if this person is actually a violator, a chronic disappointer, or if they're just not capable, but really well-meaning, but maybe need some ADHD meds. As long as you're making sure that you're checking yourself and these are not, your expectations are way too high, but that this person is actually like, "Mm, not that interested in meeting yours, then boundary. Which brings us to the final part of our episode today, which is about how to be a better gift giver, which Doug could train us all clearly. He's like, why don't you just make a list for everyone close to you? And that's literally one of the things on here. And it was, I was like, what blew my mind? We're going to get there. Um, The first one. I feel like this one's actually a really important one. It is. Do you want to be a good gift giver? Learn the person's love language. Figure it out. If it is acts of service, maybe the nicest thing that you could do for them is something that is going to make their lives easier. Like, you know, fill up their gas tank, a gift card, um, make them the lifetime supply of sandwiches and freeze. I don't know. Whatever. Don't listen to me. Um, Unless they're gluten-free. Unless then don't make gluten-free sandwiches. Um, Figure out the way that they prefer to receive love. Yep. For and sure. usually the way that you find that out, if you can't pin them down and have them actually read the book, it's the way that they're treating you. So acts of service, yep. there's gifts, there is words of affirmation. Oh my gosh, some people, they literally, the only way that they feel loved and beautiful is if you look at them and you're like, oh my God, you look so beautiful today, or, or I'm so proud of you, congratulations. That, you know, I really admire you and you might not need it, but they do. Well, it's interesting because, you know, one of the things you and I talk about a lot is that all I need from anyone in my life is honesty and open communication. And I can handle anything at that point. We're adding that as a sixth love language. We need to add that as a sixth love language. Transparent communication. It is like gold for me. I feel entirely connected to people who tell me the truth. I know when they're not because of, you know, all kinds of reasons, but, you know, and that comes to my background. It comes how I grew up. And so I know what it, I'm looking for in terms of trust and rapport. And when people do not give me that or they're, they're hedging around what they want to say, I'm horrified. It just doesn't work well. That's right. um, and physical touch. Yeah, for sure. Which And? Rub my feet. Rub my rub shoulders. My rub my head. Yeah. I am in heaven. Why am I forgetting the fifth one? Oh, affirmation. Um, experience. Like a service. quality time. Service, quality, did, I don't know what you referenced. I forgot. Yeah. That's I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. That's because you don't love me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I, we did get them all in there somewhere. Yep. Words of affirmation. Yep. Gifts. Acts of service. Acts of service. Quality time and physical. Let's, Let's get, get physical. Oh Jinx, <gasps> Olivia Newton-John. Oh, my God. Cindy Lauper. No. She <laughs> keeps saying Cindy Lauper. True colors. That's not it. Um, so love language is good. But, you know, the other thing is, and I just want to say, and this is kind of what it is that I probably pride myself on most. And honestly, um, so I have a fairly new friend in my life. And over the course of like two years, which is the duration of our relationship, I've taken notes on every single thing he has referenced. So yeah. I have this list of things under his name in my notes on my phone, like everything I would buy him for a gift as 
uh, his birthday or Christmas and like anything under like that. his contact information. No, in my notes. You have like files, like a file. I have cabinet. a file. So like it's probably called gifts, and so I have my kids, and I pay attention every time they tell me something. My friends. Does I, it have like a photo and measurements? No, it just has their name. Nope. I'm just trying to make it okay. Creepy. Clothes, I do not. <laughs> I do not buy clothes for people. So I think it's brilliant. I've yeah. never, never considered that. Like, didn't know people had that kind of executive functioning. Like, I listen, and then it goes in my phone like within a minute. Like while I'm talking with them, I'll write. Like for example, I wrote kayak. That's one of the gifts that I will probably get me. No. You, I, you have not referenced that. Plus, you already have a kayak. Well, not a very nice one. No, I feel great about my kayak. But I know dude wants a kayak, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy him a kayak for his birthday. Okay, that's a little bit of like a above and beyond. But I believe, as you know, mm-hmm. that people should get what they really want in their life. I so would say reference, that... reference diamonds, reference. Okay. Whatever you want for me, and I will pay a note. I will take out my phone right now. You know, I would really enjoy a villa in Tuscany. Okay, let me write that down. <laughs> I'm actually, Under Talia gifts. So what's interesting about that? When we're millionaires. I'm going to Italy for my 60th birthday. And you're going to buy me a villa? Oh, my yes, God, Doug. <laughs> you're officially now in my inner circle. You're I on know. the periphery. Okay, so here's what I want to say. Like... I want to say, like, always pay attention. And so, like, one of the issues about, like, if they didn't like something, like the watch example that we gave before, like, pay attention. Listen to their complaints about things. Listen to what it is that did not go well. Listen to what it is that they say. And, again, I'm one of those people that, because I am detail-oriented, if somebody says I want to go kayaking, I write down kayak if they don't have a kayak. If somebody references a villa in Tuscany, I write down villa in Tuscany. Um, (laughs) You know what? I'm going to start doing that. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, just reference things. It's going to happen. But the problem when you are not neurotypical is I don't even know how to start a system like that. Is that a notebook? Like, it sounds like you literally have a file cabinet. Yeah, so on my phone, there's a thing called notes. Oh, don't give me that condescension. uh, By the way, I've got, like, what food my kids like. What? I've got the name of the guy down the street who works at the coffee shop who we think is really cute. I've got his name oh, in here. He is really There's cute. a server at Bolvino in St. Paul that I think is ridiculously cute. I don't want to forget his name. What? That is so... Creepy? Is it creepy? Well, it's not. you I know just... what? This is what it might be. That what I'm realizing is that people who are thoughtful <laughs> yep. have a list. I have lists. Because like thoughtfulness I don't, lists. Because I do not want to like remember later on I want to. I want to have it all down. I didn't even know that was an option. I can teach you, just like your taxes I was that you have to review as well. Years old when I learned that. <laughs> I don't really. I never say that phrase, but I. Yeah, it's, it's kind of clever. I it's guess it's what the youth say nowadays. But going. <laughs> I don't know that the youth say that, but we'll I, figure that I think out. they said it when they were young, and now they're old. all old. Yeah, they're like I don't know, that's <laughs> lame, and especially when our parent when our when their parents start saying it, they're like, no, don't say the word woke ever again um or yeah so here's the deal like pay attention and listen to complaints and listen to feedback and listen to what they say about other gifts they've gotten you know and we're focusing a little bit on gifts but all of this stuff it trans transfers to every part of a relationship so just be thoughtful 
Guess what? Guess what? The next one is that you stole from me. So it's what is be that? Really short. Tell me. Make a list and plan ahead. <laughs> Do you want to see my notes? dummy? That's what it says. It literally is like make a list and plan ahead. Yep. You ADHD loser. <laughs> I did say that. Um. So this is what it says. Oh my god! Listen to this. I feel so offended a good <laughs> gift giver writes down the name of every person he or she or they wants to give a christmas not a christmas like christmas present yeah. to and they keep this list somewhere where and they refer to it often and then they set up a calendar to remind them of like when to buy the gift I literally can't believe it. I can't believe that neurotypical people who call themselves thoughtful have had this secret in their back pocket. No one has ever shared this with me. All you needed to do was ask me. It kind of makes me hate you a little bit. Well, it's okay if hate is really love, which it can is. be a little borderline in this relationship oh, of ours. Oh, come on. Okay. So I have I'm done this forever. Insomnia. Like it makes I'm my Christmas. Salty. And so when the Christmas lists come out from my, from, uh, and my co-parent, uh, their mother and myself, we get the list. We say, what do you want to buy? What do I want to buy? And we always know what's going to sell out quick. Wow. Like my older daughter likes the BTS group. And so there was a thing called Proof and it sold out really quickly. That's cute. But I got it for them, right? That's and really when cute. boy, when things like uh, all the game consoles came out over the years, or whatever it might be, mm. I was I was willing to pay anything to make that Christmas morning a good thing. So they have probably all of them. Um, That's very. Sweet. Now I'm not I'm not so sure. Like succumb to intuitive versus impulsive buys. That just really kind of goes along the lines with what we've talked about in terms of being thoughtful. Yeah. Like if you see something and you're like, oh, this microphone. I think they would really like this microphone. Like, do you know what a really good example is of how a wonderful microphone. I am? Yep. The Jennifer Coolidge... Ooh, candle thing Catholic got me. Catholic Mexican prayer candle. Nailed it. It nailed Thank it. You. It's on my desk. To... And I had one client look at it like, are you into those Catholic candles? And you're like, it's and they're Jennifer like, oh, Coolidge. Oh, that's Jennifer Coolidge. Mm-hmm. Which I love you, Jennifer. Ah, uh, me Please too. Please be on the podcast. Oh, wait, oh my God. I know. Don't oh tease my God. us. Love Jennifer. her so much. Don't tease us. Yeah, we love her. White so, yeah, Lotus. Maybe okay. it's just like exactly what you said. Be thoughtful. So, like, if you have ADHD or you're not that thoughtful or you don't have a lot of empathy or whatever it is, because it all looks the same, even though it's yep. not, yep. then in order to be intuitive yep. and not impulsive, you yep. do need to give yourself some runway. Yeah, you know, you, know, you I, can't just like I know. be like, oh shit, it's tomorrow. Let me go. <gasps> Remember me for <gasps> that Valentine's Day? And you, you and I and went I to sushi got, and had and some drinks. And we had like three cocktails, and then we like walked in the dead of winter to to the downtown Minneapolis well, Target. And you're like, God. um, there's one chocolate balloon piece left, left and a balloon. <laughs> fail, big fail. <laughs> and then I think it, it deflated because it was. Cold outside. And like one blew away and one shriveled up. And yeah, that was, was a really, like really big really win bad. for you. Yep. Ugh. Oh, I see you're kind of traumatized by that. I, I was, well, because, but it is like that's how I accidentally show up sometimes. If I'd have known you then as I know you now, I knew you really well, but that's when we were meeting like every several months. That's right. right. And now because we talk every day, I would be able to say, Talia, remember. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And do not buy me a balloon ever. That's right. Because I will toss it in the trash. Um, I want to make one. Never? Mm. Is there an exception to that rule? Yeah. I think if it's like a. (laughs) Shaped like a. 
<laughs> what are you thinking? Oh, I don't know. Are you thinking of penis? <laughs> How did you know? Because you are dirty today. I am. You know what? It's like the lack of sleep. I think all of my inhibitions Which I'm not trying to shame. I'm, I'm all good on it. What's that? Yeah. yeah. Was that sexual harassment? No. I've had plenty of that. Um, Friends, this was our 50th. Fa- 50 and fabulous 50 episodes today and i do feel like oh my god don't you feel like we're so much more comfortable than we were day one so it's interesting i have a friend that i just actually met recently and he's like what podcast do you do and he said i'm going to start from the beginning i just subscribed i am so flattered by that what oh, a yeah. lovely person right don't forget to like and subscribe on youtube and I don't maybe yeah. so he subscribed Spotify. right away and he goes i'm going to start from the beginning and i said those early ones are rough which everyone who's does who has given us feedback about this podcast says, please leave those on there because it shows kind of where you've developed and where you started and where you've come. And so I will tell you, I sincerely do not remember I'm even on the camera at this point. And this was really nerve wracking initially. Um, and so, yeah. And we've just now kind of gotten back in the same room. And I yes. looked at you almost all of the time. It was the best. I know. My emotional needs are met. I feel can seen I make, and Can heard. I make one more comment, though, to no. finish up what we were talking mm-hmm. about? I'm going to, <laughs> um, and it's about ADHD. I, You know, we're kind of joking a little bit about yeah. managing that, but it's a fairly serious thing, and it does require a thoughtful kind of game plan to manage that inattentiveness or that difficulty with decision-making or, right. you know, focus. And so I have helped a number of clients, and that's really what that work is. Not only does medication help, uh, but I also want to say um, it, that I think developing those strategies, like yeah. using your notes, it's on a, a game basis. changer. And of I course. will also yeah. say that I really like the idea that, like, of course, it's not our fault, but right. it's our responsibility. Yep. Everything, That's right. whatever wiring you were born with, or yep. whatever, wherever you are, come as you are, and it's an explanation, not an excuse. But for any yep. partner of somebody who might have ADHD, yep. you are probably thinking that they don't love you, they don't care about you, they're self-centered, they don't remember what you've told them or what you've asked yeah. for, yeah. or whether they, you know, asked you to, you asked them to pick up something at the store and they forgot. Yeah. Right. And I will say 90% of the time if they have ADHD, it is one. It is never because they don't love you and don't want to please you. So you do have to get some education around that and have some conversations. Like my husband had to have conversations with me before I was diagnosed at the age of 45 and now medicated and changed my life. But he used to have to tell me that it made him feel unloved and uncared for that he would ask me to do things and I would forget because he would think I would forget because he's not that important to me. If you are neurotypical versus neurodivergent, it's a very strange world to understand. Right. Like oftentimes, even in this podcast situation, you'll like ask me the same question a couple times during the week. I'm like, I already told her, but I will tell her again. Interesting. And I just kind of ignore it at this point. And then yesterday when we were having our conversation and you were like, I think we should just do this. And I'm like, is this what speaking? Like right. I have to kind of, and I, and, but I was able impatience. to tell you, but I was told, I was able to ask, yeah. like, I'm not sure which Talia I'm dealing with right you now. Did. It was tired and salty. I know. And so I kind as of I it. said in the last episode, <laughs> battling some right. middle aged insomnia issues, hmm. but I'm on it. I don't love I'm that. I'm on it. I know. Not my yeah. fault, but it's my responsibility. That's correct. So, you got to right. just take care of yourself. Let's Thank you. plug. Okay. We're not fine.com. Yep. That's where my gorgeous merch is from. 
It's kind of cute. Hugs the snugs. And it's really good quality. Um, find us yeah. online on Instagram. That's an interesting tone of voice. Dr. Talia Jackson. Douglas L. Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N. I think we also are getting a TikTok. <gasps> you guys, we're getting a TikTok. We're doing it. We're doing it. I don't know when or how, but it is We don't happening. have any on there yet? I don't think so, but it's in the works. Like, we are, our beautiful team yep. is figuring this out, yep. and we're super excited, and they're just going to, like, tell us what to do, and we're going to do it. I really want to say thank you to everybody who has watched all 50. Not that that's necessary, but... So many of you have been keeping up to date from the very beginning of this podcast. We are so flattered and so humbled by your support, and we so gratefully appreciate you continuing to listen. Do we need Thank to send so prizes to people that have listened to all 50? No. Nope. We're just going to tell you That's we love chaos. you. That's chaos. Thank you so much Bye, for Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. See you then. <laughs>